In the aftermath of the shooting death of an Ontario police officer, Conservative leader Pierre Polyev is slamming Prime Minister Justin Trudeau for liberal legislation that softened rules around bail conditions. Polyev said Trudeau, quote, has introduced laws to reduce sentences for violent gun offenses, and that too will make life more dangerous. The majority of Canadians want Trudeau to take a walk in the snow in the new year, according to a new Ipsos poll. Trudeau is warning Canadians that 2023 will be tough. Meanwhile, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation has sounded the alarm about five incoming tax hikes for the year. Hello Canada, it's Tuesday, January 3rd, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Harrison Faulkner. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. After the killing of an Ontario provincial police officer by an alleged offender out on bail, Conservative leader Pierre Polyev said Justin Trudeau is in part to blame for making bail easier to get. Appearing on True North's The Andrew Lawton Show, Polyev slammed Bill C-75, the Trudeau government's legislation that was passed in 2019 and was intended to reduce delays and backlogs in the court system. However, many critics pointed out at the time that it was effectively a catch-and-release system that would bring about much more lenient bail conditions. Here's what those comments sounded like. Incredible loss for such a young man, a young hero, and we stand with our officers across the constables, the men and women who wear the uniform across the country. Uh, But uh, unfortunately, the federal government is failing them. Uh, The bail provisions in Justin Trudeau's catch-and-release law, C-75, allow violent repeat offenders who are newly charged with another offense to get out on bail almost automatically. The wording in the law is that the bail is supposed to be as easy to get and as lenient to to, uh, follow as possible. And that means that judges are forced to release people who are likely to reoffend. And of course, that's what seems to have happened here. We have an, an alleged murderer who was out on bail. If he had not been on bail, then he would be behind bars and the constable would still be alive. Last week, OPP Constable Gregory Perchala was killed when he stopped to check in on a vehicle in a ditch near Hagersville, Ontario. Randall McKenzie and Brandy Crystal Lynn Stewart-Sperry have each been charged with first-degree murder in the death. Court documents sourced by the Canadian press revealed that McKenzie had initially been denied bail in December 2021, for charges that included assaulting multiple individuals, including a peace officer. He also faced multiple weapons-related charges. Mackenzie was later granted bail in June 2022 following a review, yet a warrant was then issued for his arrest after he failed to show up for an August court date. Harrison, this is one of those examples where, regardless of the political aspect with Pierre Polyev weighing in, we're just seeing the entire nation say, what on earth happened here? I, I think this incident has really struck a nerve to learn that somebody who probably should not have been walking around freely went and committed a killing, allegedly, of a police officer. Right. It's just one more, Anthony, in a, in a sad and long string of cop killings and other shootings involving people who were out on bail. Um, you know, there's uh, there, there's been discussions about whether or not there's going to be changes to the justice system. There's going to be any sort of remedy to what's been going on. 
there hasn't been any indication so far from Ottawa. However, the Prime Minister on Tuesday did offer his condolences to Prochala's family, calling the news of his death heartbreaking. He wrote, he said this, To his family, friends, and colleagues, the thoughts of all Canadians are with you, he wrote on Twitter. Yeah, and we've heard from Justice Minister David Lametti being asked about this incident and kind of trying to uh, sidestep the issue of acknowledging to your point uh, that they feel for the family that this is obviously a, a horrific incident but also not acknowledging that bill c-75 played a role in all of this uh, effectively making it much easier for people to get bail and also conditions that involved uh, making bail more lenient for indigenous persons uh, and we understand that uh, Mackenzie qualifies under that category so a lot of sort of systemic issues that got us to the point where Come on, the system kind of pushed us to an event like this happening. And Anthony, if you recall as well, in the in Saskatchewan, there the uh, the stabbing rampage that those two brothers went on a few months ago, they were also out on bail after having you know served you know many different uh, charges and uh, having spent time in, in prison. They were out on a lenient bail system, and this happened yet again. So we're just starting to see a pattern that I think many Canadians are are looking for a response to. And I think many Canadians are getting quite nervous or concerned about the fact that with this bail system in place, with this with this justice system currently as it is, we're just getting more and more examples of things that should be avoided. Yeah, and the question, of course, becomes if Pierre Polyev is prime minister or if Justin Trudeau uh, takes Polyev's criticisms to heart and brings about reforms, what are the meaningful reforms we would like to see? Because I don't think anyone disagrees that we have a crowded system, an overcrowded prison system issue, we have backlogs in the court system. At the same time, I also think it's fair to say the solution to bail leniency is to stop being so lenient with bail. Right. I mean, of course, that 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 would be the obvious the obvious solution to this. But then again, we don't always see the obvious solutions coming to the fore with uh, with with government dictating policy. So, of course, although some things do seem seem straightforward, I'm sure there's lots of complex layers behind this sort of issue. It's just another frustrating string of events that I think Canadians are really starting to pay more attention to. Will 2023 be Justin Trudeau's final year as Prime Minister and leader of the Liberals? Many Canadians are hoping so. According to a new Ipsos poll, 54% of Canadians believe Trudeau should step down as Liberal leader and that Canada should have a new Prime Minister. Canadians across all provinces held the belief that 2023 should be Trudeau's final year as Prime Minister, with Quebec as the exception. However, despite the widely held belief of Canadians, the poll found that just 27% of Canadians believe Trudeau will actually step down. In April 2023, Trudeau will have been Prime Minister for eight years, serving as Liberal Party of Canada leader for a decade. With a rumored general election in the new year, Trudeau has indicated that he will stay on as Liberal leader to take on Conservative leader Pierre Polyev. Anthony, what do you think? Will Trudeau step down, or, or do you think he wants to take on Polyev as a last hurrah type of thing? Yeah, I think Justin Trudeau is a true believer in a lot of the stuff he does, particularly when it comes to the evangelism around uh, uh, climate issues. So I, I think he's he's in here for the long haul. Uh, maybe if there's a sort of Paul Martin thing that, that strives to push him out, fine. But I, I don't see much of that going on in the Liberal Party. To to a large degree, it's a one-man show. And I think he wants to run out the clock for for a number of reasons. Jagmeet Singh is clearly uh, pretty uh, weak-willed as a politician in terms of extracting anything meaningful from Trudeau with this co coalition, just don't call it a coalition thing they have going on. Uh, so I, I don't anticipate that he's at risk of losing Singh's support. He can run out the clock for another year or two years on all of this. 
and things are rocky right now. Any month, uh, recession could really flare up in awful ways for Canadians, and we're hearing more and more about people's mortgage payments going up, and they hit that mortgage trigger rate. So things are getting tough for Canadians, and that's never a good time for an incumbent to go to the polls. No, you're you're exactly right. There's a lot there's a lot going on right now in the country that would lead you to believe that. Justin Trudeau would want to run out the clock, stay on as leader, stay on as prime minister for really as long as possible, really kind of ride that supply and confidence agreement with Jagmeet Singh to its expiry date. And hopefully, in the Liberals' eyes, by that time, things have gotten better on the on the economy side, because as you just pointed out right now, it is not looking strong for the current government with what seems to be on the horizon uh, with the economic future of 2023. <music> Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is warning Canadians that 2023 will be tough. In a year-end interview he taped with Global News, Trudeau was asked about the gloomy economic forecast for this year. And the PM answered, quote, Next year is going to be tough too. It's going to be a tough year. Now, Trudeau pointed to, quote, direct supports from the government, such as a GST rebate, dental care, and rental support as ways the government is helping struggling Canadians. However, critics of the government have pointed out that the feds will actually increase the number of taxes in the new year, impacting the wallets of Canadians who are already reeling from the inflation crisis. The Canadian Taxpayers Federation has sounded the alarm about five incoming tax hikes in 2023. And those hikes include a carbon tax increase, an alcohol escalator tax, hikes to employment insurance, and more, according to the CTF's report titled New Year's Tax Changes. You can also read a guest column up at tnc.news by CTF Federal Director Franco Terrazano. Now, the Canada Pension Plan will see increases of up to $225 per year for employers. Meanwhile, employment insurance contributions will go up by about $50 for workers and another $70 for employers. On average, Canadians can expect to pay payroll taxes of up to $4,750 a year in 2023. Two carbon tax hikes will also be in effect. The federal carbon tax will go up by 14 cents per liter of gas beginning on April 1st. That's no April Fool's joke, folks. Costing households up to $850, with rebates also taken into account. And then beginning on July 1st, the liberal fuel regulation carbon tax will go into effect, charging up to an additional 13 cents per liter by 2030. And the tax on alcohols will go up by 6.3% in April of next year. Harrison, this is the thing Canadians are talking about pretty much all the time right now, the state of the economy. And when they hear that there are things the government is doing that dings them in the wallets, that worsens this, I think people are going to be frustrated. Well, it's not the news Canada Canadians wanted to hear going into 2023. Of course, as many Canadians know, inflation has been really hitting the wallets and bank accounts of Canadians for most of 2022. And now with several new tax hikes coming in the new year, this is just the sort of thing that I think many Canadians were hoping to avoid, but knew it was sort of... A, going to be one of those one of those things you had to we had to endure that's this has been the the sort of the policy of the government in place that instead of kind of going with the rest of the world a lot of the other countries looking to cut spending and cut taxes uh this government wants to go the opposite direction as interest rate as interest rates continue to rise the government looks to continue to spend and tax so again not the news canadians were hoping for in 2023 just more of the same as most Canadians were dealing with in the in the last year. 
And I wonder what sort of programs they're going to introduce in this year to deal with those economic headwinds. I was alluding to the fact I don't think there'll be an election because things are going to be tough for Canadians, but Trudeau seems very ready to just throw more money out the door, which some economists have said is part of the reason we've had these inflationary problems that we've had to begin with. They're spending patterns back during COVID, but Christia Freeland has basically signaled she's willing to throw money at, at everyone, not just folks who are, are at the very bottom, just scraping by, are going to risk losing their homes, but to the middle class as well. I found it interesting to learn that France, when they were dealing with uh, the heating, the potential heating crisis this winter, exacerbated by uh, the Russian fuel issues, the French government is underwriting so much of it that actual consumers are not paying all that much more uh, than we anticipated. That's obviously going to create debt and deficit challenges over there in Europe. Looks like we may do the same here. Anthony, Canadians have also gotten used to this. In times of crisis, this government wants to provide checks to Canadians. Canadians know that they are going to receive money from the government in what in whatever form it may come in, but it it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be of significant benefit. It might it might feel nice to receive those checks. It might be nice to feel as though the government is looking out for you, but everyone knows that no money from the government is just printed freely. It all ends up adding up to something later down in the road. So will this be a similar strategy to how the government dealt with the beginning years of COVID, or will they look for another way to try and angle themselves out of this looming economic recession? That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.